everybody. Welcome to another episode of Vile Files. Ask Nick Style. Happy Monday, by the way. Happy Monday, Rochelle. Thank you. Happy Monday, Nick. It's almost a, Christmas. It is almost Christmas. Do you have a good uh, good weekend? Yeah, great weekend. I love the holidays. Ooh, well, who doesn't? <laughs> it's different. I know. I feel like it's different. I do love living in LA, but that's the one part I find to be a little different. I'm from Arizona, so it's not yeah. different for me. Hey, what a great episode we have today. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't. What more can we say? Then you probably should just. Get ready, put your seatbelt on, get some fun entertainment. I gotta say, once again, people, thanks for listening, you know, to these episodes. A lot of people like hearing your advice. I, you know, I gotta say, when we started the Ask Nick episodes, I wasn't really, are people ready for <laughs> just a whole episode of this stuff? Right. Like, I, you know, I, I feel people are enjoying the Wednesday's guest, but I gotta say, I feel like the uh, the ass Nicks are getting its own little like I don't know. I gotta. I feel like we have to mail it in a couple Mondays so that our Wednesday episodes can keep up. Uh, no, I just, <laughs> but I, I gotta say, I do really appreciate you guys um, out there and listening, and uh, certainly appreciate the people who shared on their social. And it's great to hear uh, people getting their friends to listen and things like that. And quite honestly, we we couldn't do it without you. And the support that you guys have have given us is is very appreciated by us. And uh, yeah, it's just very flattering to know that you guys are enjoying it. And again, uh, this show only grows with with your help. So we just want to say thank you. And I have to say, as a woman, I feel like your advice is actually doing good in the world, helping us steer clear of those fuck boys. I mean, I'm just trying to have some fun giving my opinion. My, fa- I don't know if we've talked about this before, but people are like, well, you have a podcast. What is it about? You know, and I'll tell them. Actually, your friend, one of your friends said this at, at the Cystic Myrosis really? Foundation. She goes, well, what, 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 what qualifies you to, to do this? One of my friends said that? Yeah. I'm and, sorry. And I go, oh, she, a lot of people do. Oh. My response was, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have literally have zero qualifications. I'm just giving my opinion. People seem to think... It's good. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but seriously, though, I, I do appreciate it, you guys. And, oh, I, and what? I do have an update on Gabby. Ooh. Do you remember my friend Gabby oh, who called in? Yeah. What's going on with her? As she, I, my, my gut yes. tells me she wasn't going to take any of my advice. Okay. What do you think she did? I think she just kept doing what she was doing. She got back together with him, yeah. unblocked him. They hung out. They had sex. Oh, I don't want to air all her stuff but like she she just ignored your advice and then i expected this and then got with her other ex and that all blew up too wait she got back together with him didn't go well and then yep and then with her other ex which is another iteration of this same one same guy and i'm like i am i'm like we can't ever talk about this again i'm exhausted how old is she again She's in her uh, mid twenties. So that's the thing. That's where your you you and your rest of your friends have to come in. Is you got to cut her off. Cut her off. Got to. She's got to be okay with being mad at you now. Yeah. I refuse to indulge in your kind of toxic behavior to yourself. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, again, we could talk about new guys. We, I won't. And you know what? Live your life. I'm still gonna be your friend. Yeah. I'm hang out. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. But like, you don't get to gripe to me about. Exactly. I just had to mute her stories yesterday because I was seeing like pictures of them. I'm like, I just can't. Oh, and she's, and, you know, yeah. Stop sharing your shit on Instagram. Well, you know, yeah. She's a not comedian, your dating but, life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess she's a comedian, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think she's doing it for her bit. Yeah. I don't know. 
She's, yeah. Anyways, I will tell her I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, the good news is we expected this. Yeah. It's a process. I mean, in it all is. fairness to her, eventually she will be like, what the fuck? Eventually she'll get tired. She'll be di- very disappointed in herself. Yeah. But if any other listeners who've called in have updates, please email us. We love to hear them. Um, we do thank uh, her for sharing her story. So I bet she, someone listening learned. Yes. I, someone listening was like, that's me. No, people have written in and been like, oh, that really resonated with me. Um, so anyways, uh, well, uh, I, another great episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. And once again, thank you so much. And without further ado, dating problems. What's your time with me? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm Patrick. Hi, Patrick. How old are you? I am 25. Patrick, 25. (laughs) 10 percenter. How are you? Calling from Alabama. Roll Tide. (laughs) Are you a Hannah B Uh, fan? Are you? Actually lives in Nashville, so oh, he's in Nashville. Just wearing an yeah. Alabama sweatshirt. Just, just born and raised in Alabama. Just owe the University of Alabama a lot of money still. So <laughs> I'll be staying for quite a while. <laughs> How can we help you, buddy? Um. So, um, I just have a couple of questions. I've been dealing with this uh, interesting dynamic between. Um, a friend of mine, and then kind of the rest of our friend group. Um, so obviously being an openly gay man in the South is already really difficult. Um, to add dating in the South onto that is like a whole other host of issues. Um, so while Nashville is still kind of like a big city per se, we are still in the South. So like to be very frank, like my options are limited. Um, it's not New York, it's not LA, it's not Chicago. Um, there just isn't a huge community like that here. Um, so I'm already kind of limited in my options anyways. Um, plus I can be a little picky as well. Um, (laughs) so I, I mean, just to be frank, I like to keep things very candid. Um, so I became friends with this guy that's also openly gay about a year and a half ago. Um, strictly just like friends. Um, I am a blogger here in Nashville. So I was just trying to kind of meet other influencers here and reached out to him. He had kind of skyrocketed uh, because of uh, some uh, articles that got written about him after he came out as an openly gay basketball player, um, the first openly gay basketball player in the country. Wow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, of course, he's good looking too. So, of course, every gay man was. <laughs> I'm like, let's just be real about it. Um, but it's always just been a friendship. I've never really looked at him in any other way than a friendship. Um, the first time we met, I was dating someone. Um, so I literally just went to brunch with him as like, you know, trying to make another friend here. Um, and we have just become very, very, very close. Uh, but it's getting to the point now where um, he has made some statements when I'm like not around Uh, to like other groups of people. Um, And then I hear a lot of things from my friends that are like, I don't know why you and Nathan don't just date. I, you know, he's obviously in love with you. Um, I guys would be perfect together. And I'm like, where is the hell is coming from? Wait, wait, who's, who's alleging who's in love with who? 
Just so I, um, so my friends are saying that he and I should be together. I get that, but are they suggesting that you're in love with him or vice versa? But they're saying that he's in love with me. Okay, how do you feel about that? It's confusing because, like, I don't see that at all. You okay? Um, so, but then again, so for, it's for, causing me to like. Well, well I don't. What, what? How do you feel about like? What do you mean by? Forget about confusing. Confusing seems like. To me, when someone says confusing, then how do you feel about it? You know, does the initial thought make you smile or does it make you like, really almost annoyed? I mean, I say that because like if I were like, uh, I didn't know so kind of get, thing, like, oh, I didn't realize that. Um, it's not per se something that I'm like, oh, that makes me smile. I feel butterflies and I can see it rainbows and unicorns and let's ride off into the sunset it's almost kind of like a i don't really think that that's accurate and i really hope that that's not true okay you hope it's not true because like i i don't the reason i ask if i were uh well i have a lot of platonic women friends right if i were to find out or or someone would suggest like oh so and so's might be in love with you there would be kind of an annoyance on my part of like oh really Another one. I didn't say that, but I would just be like, oh, I got to deal with this because like I would, you know, you value this friendship. Right. And yeah. and then you you it's like, oh, we're going to have a talk. And is it going to be weird? And like then there's a fear of losing the friendship because sometimes there's a thought of like, oh, yeah, like, well, this whole time, you know. So that's why I ask, how do you feel about it? Um, yeah. But also, do you think it's true? You're describing about having the awkward conversation. Like, I've, I've kind of dealt with a situation like this before when I was in school at Alabama. Um, a really, like, close friend of mine, like, opened up to me one night. We were drinking, of course. I was like, you could have told me this while I wasn't wasted, but thank you so much. <laughs> um, just, you know, oh, I'm in love with you. And I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Like, we're best friends. Why not? And it ended up horrible. Oh. Like really bad um so i'm trying to avoid that situation again but it's more or less uh he tells me like oh i'm going on a date with so and so i went to go get dinner with this guy oh i went home with this guy last night from the bar um but then the plot thickens when he is in atlanta for a weekend and uh he is facetiming me and he's with a group of guys there. And one of them was like, oh, my God, I follow him on Instagram. He's so hot. And immediately I get cut down. With, oh, well, he's a slut and he slept with half Nashville. And I was like, OK, that's not even remotely true. But like, now I'm just annoyed. Um, and so then I find out, too, that later that night, someone had come up to him, like making an advance, like you know, hitting on him and he shut it down and was like, Oh, I, you know, like that's really nice of you, but I have a boyfriend. His name is Patrick. He lives in Nashville. And apparently he decided to start telling everyone. Wait, wait, basketball, him. basketball players telling people you're dating. Yes. And we're not. Okay. Well, so like up until and this, when I'm not around. Yeah. So up into this point, it was kind of like my next question before you told me the story was like, well, how do you know this is, true i mean like at this point it was just like a couple people are suggesting it so i would have said well don't jump to conclusions but also now that this person is going around saying their boyfriend and girlfriend it's a whole different conversation i think at this point 
Boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> Boyfriend. Whatever. You're dating. You're our first gay caller. Gay male caller. You are our first gay male caller. Oh, um, special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you need to. I mean, the only way to you have to confront this head on. You know, I would be upset if I were in this situation and someone was uh, saying we were dating and we're not. Um, it's weird. It's it's confusing. Um, it's uh, you know, it's not that they're they're saying something bad about you, but they're kind of your uh, your dating status is kind of yours to own, right? And someone's kind of speaking in your behalf. Yeah. Uh, and it's. it's it, I don't want to overstate, but it feels like a bit of a violation of like why, and you're telling people, um, I, I think you just need to address it head on. I mean, how close are you? I mean, you said you're good friends with this person. Yeah, we're very good friends, like very, very close. Um, I think too, like, I'm not afraid of confrontation at all. Like I will address things like I've had to address other things with him. And so it's like getting to the point now where you know, I don't want to hurt his feelings, but I know that I'm eventually going to have to and just be like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And why are you saying this? I'm very confused. Well, don't don't um, say it like that, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I, you know, I may put a little sugar on it, um, but, you know, it's, that's kind of like what's going on in my head. And then when I'm, you know, seeing all of this play out with him, I'm hearing all of this from my friends and I'm like, y'all need to stop saying that, like. I don't want to hear that from you. Like, if you feel that way, that's fine. But I'm not seeing the same thing. So I'm going to need all of you over here, you know, to stop backseat driving on my love life. So I'm, I'm curious. What's, what's stopped you from, from addressing this? I mean, how long has this been going on? It's not like this happened yesterday. Like a month and a half. Like yeah. a month and a half. And that's my question. I feel um, like that's a long time to have been aware of this thing and not have addressed. Why haven't you addressed it? I think there's the worry about losing a friendship and hurting him um, that like, I just, I don't want to be that person. And then I'm also like, what do you mean that you know, person? I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I get, you don't want to hurt your friend. I get that. But yeah, uh, I just like, I don't want to be the person that's going to like, if he happened to have feelings, then I feel like a shit person. Cause I'm going to have to be like, look, it's not mutual. Like, I'm sorry that I'm breaking your heart about this, but like, he'll be fine. It's just not there. I mean, I, I feel bad. I get it. But like there's feeling bad and having that, um, dictate your actions of doing the right thing is a slippery slope, uh, saying I feel bad. So I'm not going to do that feeling people saying they feel bad is, Quite honestly, I find it to be a frustrating excuse that people often use to kind of justify not doing the right thing, you know, and I get like you want to be empathetic and sympathetic to your friend's needs, but like, well, I feel bad. I don't want to hurt them. In this case, it's slightly different, but people do it all the time. Like, well, if you know, I'm not saying this happened, but you're in a relationship and you cheat on someone. Well, why don't you just come clean? Well, I felt bad. You know, like people will say even things like that. I mean, listen, you have good intentions. Don't be a dick, right? Don't be mean when you address it. But it's not okay for this person to go around if you don't want this to be the case and telling people that you are dating. Um, if you do really want to salvage this friendship, the only way to do that is have an uh, adult conversation head on and not let it fester and get even worse. Because this whole month and a half that you haven't addressed it, I would guess he's seemingly only 
grown to probably maybe obsess from afar because that's what happens when we do and we have a crush on someone and we don't really address it and we can't communicate with them in person, we start to obsess. We start to kind of manifest the relationship in our mind. So my guess is without knowing too much information, he's probably only grown to like you more and, and kind of created this relationship in his head about you. So feeling bad is not an excuse. I think you can be kind, you can be direct, and you might hurt his feelings in the short term, but it's only going to get messier the longer you wait, and it will decrease your chances to maintain a friendship, um, would be my guess, because it's just, it's going to get messier and messier, because it's going to be like, wow, for four months, you told people we were dating. That's kind of weird, you know? Um, yeah, I just think, Sometimes you have to have tough conversations with friends, and that's being a friend. Um, and you can be kind, but feeling bad is just kind of an excuse to avoid a tough situation. I think you're kind of using an excuse. I'm sure you don't want to hurt their feelings, but you probably don't want to have this confrontation as much as you say you don't mind confrontation. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Because so. it's, 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 it's obvious. The, the solution's up. I mean, it's obvious that you don't want to be in the situation. There's no confusion of what's going on. You just need to address it. Yeah. I mean, you're completely right. So, so I, I, I get you feel bad, but don't, don't use that as an excuse of doing the right thing. Yes, I agree with you. All this right. is way better than my therapist that I pay a lot of money to. <laughs> Well, we just appreciate you listening and, the, you know, you just tell everyone about Nick's go. Nick's in this situation a lot. I feel like you really re can relate because um, you have a, he was saying people don't think two gay guys can be friends and you feel the same way. Like you have a lot of female friends. I do have a lot of female friends. I don't I'm not I guess I wish Brad was here, you know, in yeah. terms of like I I I don't know. No, but if, it's similar. Yeah. Um, it, it can be always messy. There's usually. You know, I there's usually always one, you know, um, and it can sometimes get messy. And I will say there's um, it's not always the case. I have had a lot of female friends um, and I feel like I'm definitely friend zoning. I don't know how they feel on their side, but <laughs> there have been plenty of times where I really was enjoying their companionship and there was no awkwardness. There was no like breakup, but we I started to notice that we slowly started hanging out less yeah. and they were harder and harder to get a hold of. And I was just like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. And, and sometimes they just like met someone else. I've seen less of Suge recently because a, she's filming a movie, but she also is like, I pretty I'm sure in love. Yeah. And like, that's normal. Like, yeah. because it, she's just been busy. It had nothing to do with like her and I having like, there weren't feelings there. So that's not always the case, but sometimes it's like, man, why, don't, why aren't we hanging out? I mean, you're like, you don't have a boyfriend. Yeah. Like, you're not preoccupied. You're yeah. still like, what? let's hang out. And I, I get the sense that they don't want to. And sometimes, but you have to kind of respect that. And, yeah, you, you know, you it. can't force it. Uh, this is a little different because this is a weird thing. I, mean, I would be mad if yeah. someone, if, if <laughs> I would feel, I would feel violated if uh, a friend of mine was going around telling people we were dating. Yeah. I would, I would, I would be upset. Yeah. Um, so I think you need to address that. Um, and, and, uh, it's okay to feel bad, but it doesn't, it's not okay to ha stop you doing the right thing. As long as you're kind I with good, as long as you're kind. Yards. Yeah. Aww. So, all right. Well, uh, roll tide, buddy. Uh, sorry for your loss, uh, uh about, uh, what did they lose to recently? Uh, this will be outdated by then. At this point, yeah. they might've won the national championship. So. <laughs>
All right, take care. Well, thank you. Say, to, you say hi to all Bye-bye. the Basher people in Nashville. Oh, I definitely will. I definitely will. Are Have you, a good one. Are you friends with them? Um, I am best friends with Olivia Caridi. Oh! Um, say hi. Yeah, so, um, and then I hang out with Chris and Whitney a lot and Jen. Wow. Um, so, That's and then, funny enough, a friend of mine that I've known for like, the last four years is Jess Clark, who's now dating Ben. Oh. Um, so I knew her in college. Uh, what we a, had a small lot world! Friends. So I dabble in the I dabble in the in the bachelor pool, um, but yeah, I'm not I feel like quite you're part of the stew. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, thanks, Patrick. All right, buddy. Well, have a good day. Hopefully, this is helpful. And have a good one, y'all. All right, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye. My biggest takeaway here is uh, I I really don't. I, I feel very strongly on the I feel bad excuse. You, do, you hear that a lot. You hear, I've heard it my whole life about people saying that. Yeah. And I, my first girlfriend, I remember, you know, like little white lies in the relationship. Mm. We're like, I mean, I won't get into certain things about the relationship, but every time it was like, you lied about this. And it was like a little lie. It wasn't like a big deal. Well, I just knew you'd be mad. And when people in relationships where they don't, they're not honest and they kind of tell little white lies because it's like, well, you're just going to be mad. Now, granted, you might be with someone who gets mad over everything. And that's frustrating, too. I've been in that relationship before, but it's still not an excuse not to like if you can't be honest with the person and they always get mad, then you need to break up. Yeah. Like when, when you get to the point where you're exactly. like, well, I don't want you to feel bad. And most of the time when people don't think and I, mean, I don't think it's the same with Patrick's situa- situation, but people use the excuse of feeling bad because they're just kind of chicken shit. Right. You know, and they, they use an excuse to not do the right thing. And usually it's more about not hurting that person's feelings and not putting themselves in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And I think people use that as an excuse of not, not wanting to make someone feel bad because it makes them feel better mm-hmm. about the fact that they just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. I, I, I feel strongly about that. Yeah. And I mean, I know this is a unique situation, but mm-hmm. just that feeling bad, like it, it, I think he's totally right to be mad about the situation. I think it's weird that Patrick has waited so long to address something that's so clearly not okay. Right. 50. How's it going? Okay. I'm good. I'm Kayla and I'm 25. Hi, Kayla, 25. How can we help? Um, so I'm calling for some advice about my boyfriend's mom. Um, my boyfriend and I have been together for a while. We have a son, and he um, goes to preschool now and stuff. But um, I usually get along with her pretty well. But lately, I just feel like she's being kind of inconsiderate of our schedule and, like, our family time. And it's making me just not really enjoy being around her. The main thing that is a problem is, like, we see her maybe a couple times a month and as part of part of it is her schedule, but she comes to visit us on Sundays, which I don't mind, but she stays the night and we are up Monday morning super early because the bus comes to get our son for school. And she, when she stays, it kind of throws off our schedule both the night before school and then starting on Monday morning, which I just feel like, I'm a real schedule person. It really does good for our family when we stick to a schedule. Um, so that's irritating me. And I'm not sure how to like talk to her about it. 
she also invited herself to Christmas um, to watch him open his gifts from Santa, which maybe I'm just being kind of selfish, but I feel like it should be some time for us to make our own family traditions. I'm worried she's going to stay the night the night we do that because she's going to come Christmas Eve, um, which I'm not psyched about. And then she likes to try and just kind of tell me how I need to be parenting. I mean, she'll say things like, oh, he said he's going to like, he was playing pretend and he said he was going to like punch somebody. You need to make sure he doesn't say stuff like that. Or you need to make sure he has shoes on talking about some stuff like that. And I mean, I feel like I asked her for her input on a pretty, pretty like regular basis. I don't think that she has no say or anything like that usually. But my question is, I guess, how do I set some boundaries with her and my boyfriend? Because he doesn't really seem to be bothered by it without starting a bunch of drama. Because I don't want to fight with them. I don't want to fight with her. I just need her to... Why is she sleeping out? Like, why is she there so much? Is she kind of alone? She is she married? Is she single? What's her life look like? Um. So, my boyfriend's parents separated quite a while ago, and she's recently single again. She's never been married again, though. Okay. Yeah. So she's a little lonely right now, probably. Hmm. And I try to be mindful of that. I know she doesn't have anything else to do and if she wants to come on christmas i just want to save some of our gifts for us to give alone uh how long has this been how long has this feeling this situation been going on for um really it's just been the last month or two where it's really become sort of an issue i think once my son started preschool this year and we had a lot stricter schedule, um, I stay home. So usually before we had school and everything, we kind of did mm-hmm. whatever we needed to do, wanted to do whenever. Um, so since then, it's been getting worse. How are um, things um, going on? How's your relationship with your boyfriend? How's everything going on there? How's your communication? How do you feel about that? I feel like usually we talk pretty well. We don't really fight often. I think, I mean, we kind of got together under some different circumstances. So we've had to really make sure we were good at talking so we could parent together this mm-hmm. whole time. Um, and what were the circumstances? What? Sorry. What were the circumstances that you got together? Um, I mean, we weren't together when I found out that we were going to have a baby and then we got together after our son was born. Did his parents kind of help you guys through that? Like, were they, um, really supportive during that time? Oh yeah. I mean, I met his family and everything before our son was born and he met my family too. And since then, I mean, we've lived together since our son was born and, I think we're generally pretty involved with all of that. 
but you never lived. Did you ever live with her? Like, did his parents like let you guys live with them in the beginning or anything like that? Oh, no, we've always been on our own. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I think, uh, totally makes sense why, uh, you feel a little annoyed, uh, by her sometimes being there a little too much. Um, totally makes sense why you maybe want to develop some traditions with your family. I get all that. Um, but at the same time, I don't think this is like, sometimes I feel like we can, we get annoyed about something and we let it fester. We build it up in our, in our own minds and then it just becomes something we're super annoyed by. And to me, this kind of sounds like what it is a little bit more than like an actual crisis or real big deal. Like, I'm not trying to say you don't have the right to feel the way you do. It's just, it might be one of the situations where you have to decide, you know, is it really worth it at this point? I mean, there's always next Christmas. And at the same time, is is your, you know, like, let's just call her your mother-in-law for the sake of argument. Like, is she really stopping you from her being there is really stopping you from you guys having a family tradition? I mean, quite honestly, I don't know how old your, your mother-in-law is, but like I have some really fond memories of my grandparents when I was a young kid. And that's, you know, you know, that's not always going to be the case sometimes with, with time. So like look on the bright side there, totally annoying that she might insert herself with some feedback about her parenting styles, but like my guess is not having a kid, you're not alone, you know, in the sense that yeah. like every times have changed and, and um, there's probably a lot of things that she will offer you that's probably very helpful. And there's a lot of things that she will say that you're just like, listen, you don't know what you're talking about anymore. You're it's, it's 2019 yeah. or something, you know, like, yeah, it's just going to get annoying a little bit, but family, you know, is, is important. And obviously, um, your boyfriend probably, you know, he might get annoyed too, but he just doesn't care as much. I get why you care more than your boyfriend because, like, it kind of feels like she's sipping in your toes as a mother, right? And he's just kind of like, I don't know, it's my mom, like, whatever. <laughs> and, like, you know, every son kind of uh, thinks, like, any input from her mom about parenting is probably a good thing where you're like, well, wait, I'm the mom, you know? So I totally get where you're coming from. But I think... Unless it's, it's only been going on for a month and a half. This is not like, you know, crisis mode. My whole time I've had this, you know, our, our kid that he's, she's been like this. She's probably a little lonely too. You said she's recently single. She might just be a little bored and just enjoys the company. And she, she wants to be there. So unless it's like really affecting things, unless she's just totally unbearable and really condescending, I maybe just suck it up these holidays and see if this really lasts. Maybe she'll get a boyfriend and be less. If if you really feel like she's stepping on your toes and you really feel like you need to say something, the way to maybe address it is just say, hey, listen, sometimes you make me feel like I'm not a, like, I'm like, you know, play it that card where she's maybe making you feel a certain way. Like, I don't, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be a tough uh, argument to tell her that she's there too much, you know, keep in mind, she's probably very lonely and that's going to hurt her feelings. If you're suggesting that she's just kind of a, annoyingly there all the time. And she very much might be, but sometimes we kind of have to suck it up for family. And, um, yeah, I mean, I guess she's, I bet she's a super fucking lonely man, you know, like, yeah. um, and I will say like my mom, 
like really didn't want my grandparents around like similar to you where she just wanted like her family and her mom like really annoyed her and I almost like kind of resent her for that because I wish my grandma would have been around more and I wish I could have spent more time with yeah her. and again I you know I kind of remember like that every family deals with this <laughs> I think every yeah. I mean, it's a, a kind of territory thing and yeah. like your in-laws you're like I'm supposed to like you and love you but like I'll be honest I didn't pick you um and so I think try if you can to not feel threatened uh, by your mother-in-law. Um, I don't think her intentions are to probably make you feel threatened. I think she probably is stepping in your toes, but not necessarily meaning to be. You know, she's just trying to be a grandma and maybe trying to help you out. And sometimes it feels like a little too much. Unless it's totally unbearable, you know, I... Uh, I try because I think your I think your child will enjoy those moments with his grandma and will appreciate it. And he might not. I'm sorry. Do you have a daughter or a son? Uh, maybe you. A son. A son. Your son will. You know, he might not always have these memories, right? Um, yeah. And if it like is a one, it's not going to stop you from guys having tradition. Like her presence is not hurting tradition. Um, you know. Like you, your son will still remember the Christmas morning just as excitingly whether grandma was there or not. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is the answer you wanted. I feel like you wanted a solution how to kick well, the I old bag out. You but. can still create boundaries. <laughs> no, you, you can still create I mean, boundaries. I definitely, yeah. And I mean, we spend a lot of time with our family and with my parents and stuff. My main thing is just the spending the night i don't mind when she comes i just want her to go home i get it like i get it i mean listen if i'm saying if this goes on for months six months and she's always there i think maybe at that point you're just like hey you know and and you're and the all the i'll say this before the best way to address this is through your your boyfriend because you need an ally, right? In, yeah, in that regard. he should support you. He needs to support you there. But right now, it's only been a month, you know? And she's, again, recently single, and she's older, and it's harder to be single when you're older when you're younger. And, you know, she has her grandson, and she's kind of attaching herself to that because she probably feels a lot of pride and excitement. Just let her have it, you know? <laughs> I mean, is it really killing you? Have that be your Christmas gift to her. Aww. Seriously, you, you'll, you, I think you'd be surprised how much that might mean to her. She probably really is enjoying the time with you and your son. And, and I totally get why it's annoying. Trust me. I, I like my space too. I empathize with you, but try to, try to do that for her. I sure will. I am glad that you guys wanted to talk with me a day. I feel like you always give really solid advice. And I thought maybe I was just being kind of crazy about it. You're not but being crazy. crazy. You're not being crazy. Oh. But unless it doesn't sound toxic, it just sounds like a, a kind of a, a, a lonelier person who has less going on in her life and is really excited about her grandson. And she's definitely overstaying her welcome a little bit too much. But you can decide whether you let that annoy you or you can just say, you know what? I'm... She appreciates this, and I can, I can deal with this because I know this makes her happy, you know. And and you, I think you will feel good about that in the long run. And I I I bet your son will years to come. All right. Cool. All Thank right. you Best guys. Best of luck. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Hope you have a great Christmas. Yeah, you guys have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Take care.
Bye. Bye. Yeah, I mean, in any any relationship interaction, we it here's it like a little. It's that seed plants and it snowballs. The drip and, of yeah, the water. Yeah, and, and before you know it, you could tell a story of like this is absurd. <laughs> this is absolutely absurd. I can't believe I am dealing. And it's yeah. just like I think you're just a little annoyed. Yeah. Probably because, like, she again is justified. There's nothing totally. wrong with her her feeling the way she feels, right? 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 But you know, it's it's always always try to put yourself in the, the other shoes if if you can. And it's a lot of times with these mother in law calls. There's like a lack of control. Like I used to be able to control yeah. everything in my life and do exactly what I want. I was going to say that this like, this is a control thing. Yeah. Um, she wants to feel like she's, it's her household. Yeah, my schedule. She's my yeah. my household. She's very schedule oriented. Yeah. Um, grandma's fucking it up. <laughs> yeah. And and probably super annoying. Yeah. And probably overstepping her boundaries and right. probably making her feel like and probably being a little condescending. And, yeah. But yeah, um, you know, give that up sometimes. Right. And I unless it's a toxic situation, so, you know, I. Uh, I see as my parents get older and I see my grandmothers, like, I think it's getting, you know, you get lonely and you just, you yeah. just want to have, uh, you hear that from people who get older, like you, the biggest, you know, when, what's the biggest killer retirement, you know, and things like that. People sometimes lose a sense of purpose. Yeah. And I think being a, a grandmother certainly is a great f- sense of pride and purpose. And like, yeah. Just let them have it. Yeah. Like my grandparents used to stop by my house unannounced and my mom got so mad and she's like, you can't do that. And now looking back, I'm like, how great would it have been for them to just yeah. pop in? And, and again, not, not to shit on your mom, but like, why not? Yeah. You know, it's a control thing. Yeah. yeah. And I get it. Like, again, your mom's not the like every I think it's every, very it just happens all the time. Yeah. How's it going? Great. How are you? Good. What's your name? My name is Sarah and I am 41. 41. All right. How's it going, Sarah? Pretty good. Going. How can we help? <laughs> okay. So I am actually here um, for a friend. Um, true story. It's not like a made up story. Um, who is a male. He's 43. Married. Married a very long time. Like um, 23 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's looking for advice from another male. Um, and I think he's just too shy to go out there and, and get it anywhere. Um, so that's why I'm here. Um, I don't know where you really want me to start. He's, um, he's basically in a sexless marriage. Okay. Um, Did you listen to and his wife has come out and admitted that she is not interested in sex and she, I guess, is claiming to be like asexual we don't believe uh, her just not interested when you say you, um, you say claiming there's an implication that you don't believe her well i mean i think that's a kind of a crazy thing to say 23 years into a relationship but so they used to have a sex life yeah but it was really minimal it was never great um, it was never consistent, and it was always like a bargaining thing or like a betting like situation. Like sure. it wasn't like anything spontaneous or fun. How do I you guess. know this friend? Um, I have known him pretty much all of my life. Okay. Um, does he come to you with obviously uh, this frustrating situation and ask you for advice? Yeah, you know he has. Yeah, he's. 
What have you yeah, said? Yeah, I know pretty much everything that's what going you, on. What are your thoughts? What what do what do you think is going on? Samara, I honestly, I don't, I really don't know. I and I don't. I think his whole thing is he's really confused. Like, does he stay in the marriage? They do have kids, so he's. I think sticking to you know trying to just hang around and make things work um, is for the kids' sake, but. He's super, super miserable. Like he's been to actually a therapist for this, and he, which has gotten him nowhere. Has he remained? Um, he's on medication now for like depression. Why is he on medication? For depression. For like depression and like anxiety, which pretty much stems from like this whole situation. I mean, I'm a therapist, but and I get that it's an unfortunate situation. But would you have to be medicated because right. you're depressed for that? I don't. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. But, but Sarah, you left out something about your relationship with him. Yeah, Sarah, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, correct. Okay. Not how we do this um, So, Right. So we do know each other. We do know each other for a very long time. I actually lost my virginity to him. Okay. Um, Biblically. But yeah, I mean, like, how so, long ago was that, though? What was that? How long ago was that? Okay, so that was, oh my gosh, probably... 20 years, but, 20 plus years, uh, 25 years ago, I would say. But do you have like romantic feelings for him? Yeah, why do you care? Uh, I much, think Sarah? we sort of do. I think we sort of do, but we're not, it's, we're not going there because he's married. He has a big situation, you know. Uh huh. It sounds like you're just, yeah, you're just saying that, but you don't believe it. Um, listen, I mean, what's, what's, uh, I, again, I, I can't speak to this whole, like, I mean, I get why he would have anxiety, and certainly I get why it's a depressing situation. I mean, right. and again, maybe maybe he's clinically depressed and therefore needs medication. I get that. But uh, if if that's not the case, if he's at a point where it's just like, I mean, listen, I there's a breaking point in everything. I, I get to tell death to your part. Um, if he has been in a marriage where the, his every, every since he can remember that sex has been used as a bargaining chip and she never really seemed excited about it. She could be in fact a fairly asexual person. And now she's at the point where life, she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even care. I'm not even to pretend to even want to negotiate for it. We've, I've been married for you for 20 years. And it's just like, she doesn't feel the need to do that. I mean, it's entirely possible. I can't relate to that. Maybe you can't either. But people can be asexual, and I mean, it, I would be more suspicious about other things going on if they used to have a great sex life and things drastically changed. But if that was never the case, she's just like, what's the point in like keeping up appearances? And I just, I never really wanted to have sex. I and now I definitely don't. And fuck it, he has to decide at this right. point whether <laughs> you know he's gonna. He, you know, people get divorced. It's unfortunate. It sucks, but he. He needs to, I mean, my advice to him is, I mean, you're, he's still young. He still has his whole life in front of him. He can still, he's young enough to restart his, his love life and find someone new. And whether that's with you or someone else, he, he can still have a happy life. Um, if he's so miserable that he's riddled with anxiety and seeing a therapist and taking medication for it, well, then that's, that's not healthy for him, his wife, his kids. Uh, he needs to do some about it. You know, you can't wallow in it. And if if he can only control so much, what do you want? He can't make her want to have sex. Certainly, that would also be illegal. Um, and if she's been clear that she doesn't want to have sex and she's not interested in, 
having sex is she, is are they seeing a therapist together are they seeing a th- sex therapist they did try they did try to go together um and it was basically just like i said i mean she's basically just like you know i'm not into it and i don't want to get divorced i think we should ju- she thinks they should just oh she wants continue to stay on married. with their marriage the way that it is and just not have sex because everything else is perfect is they just don't have sex is she open uh, to i'd be curious if that seems like a bizarre request, but hey, people have bizarre requests. But another, at least to some people, a bizarre request would be like, fine, if you want to stay married, I'm into it, but I need to have sex. So are you okay with me right. having an open relationship and, and feeling this and, need and elsewhere? She's not. She's not. Well, she's not. seems that's, that's not a, mar- a marriage. Part of a marriage is a physical relationship. Uh, that's part of it, certainly. Right. Um, and they, if they got married with the expectations that would be part of their marriage and she's changing that, then... She's changing the variable, variables. I mean, he just has to decide what he what he wants, and um, he has to do. I think it's more. I think it's more of like a guilt thing, and I think he's feeling really guilty about it. Like, is sex so important to me that I would actually break up my family <sighs> just to find a sexual relationship somewhere else? I mean, yeah, I think it's okay to say it is. I mean. Okay. He's 43 years old. It's not that old. Right. Like, to what? I'm never going to have sex for the rest of my life? I mean, there are people in their 70s and 80s still hooking up. Right. right. I, I just, that's a lot to ask. It's a very well, yeah, self- syphilis is rampant in the rampant old. Rampant in the old? Yeah. Old they're, they're like old, like old, <laughs> old, old folks home. It's just like fucking syphilis all over the place. I, listen, right. I, I just think that's kind of an insane ask to... to I, I with you but i think the therapist that they're seeing seems to think like that he's the one like something's wrong with him like that he's maybe a sex addict or that he's like asking too much of her and he's pressuring her and maybe we're not getting all of the story but i'm just going by what you're telling me and all you're saying is seems like a normal guy who wants a reasonable he wants a physical relationship with his wife and his wife is refusing to have any and if that is the case then that is is not reasonable or normal and if if his current wife is literally asking him to be okay with pretty much never having sex for the rest of his life while there is in a marriage that is in no way reasonable and okay and i have a hard time believing he's seeing a therapist that it's based off these this information is accusing him of being a sex addict there's there's a miss there's a there's some missing information it, there it did come up um he's a very sexual person i mean if it was if he had it his he way, told he you this i mean i just feel like i mean keep in mind you are a third party here and you're getting information from him oh, yeah. I, I don't totally. know uh you're, there's there where I would like to talk to him. I mean, in the sense of like, there's only so much I can say based off this little information. But my guess is we're not getting all of it, um, because like, but in your opinion, there's a fine line between like a guy who just wants to have sex and a guy who's like a sexual person. You know, I'm mean, not not a fine line, but like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being a sexual guy. But then, see, I think the kiss of death is that he's telling all this to a female friend. Like, I think once you start being that open about your sex life with your wife with another female, that's every the ship's going down. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think the ship is it's done. I mean, it's like but he's like and that's why he probably feels the way he does, because deep down, you like, you know, it's over. But again, like I 
again, I can't relate, but I can only imagine if he has kids, he has a wife, his wife wants to be with him, the family dynamic he values, right? Yeah. Like he, but not values enough to not be talking about a sex life with someone who he still has feelings for. Well, we don't know if he has feelings for her. I, think, I don't. Like you know, on the outside, they have literally the perfect relationship. Everyone thinks they're like the perfect couple. You would never guess in a million years that they're having this issue ever. Are you but hoping this is that literally the only issue that they have? I mean, I know? get that it's fun, but like to like this whole dynamic. But we don't like it has. We don't know he has feelings. I I can like listen. He's just he probably just wants to talk about. It. He just I don't think get it you out. should talk about that with another female I, who you've had sex with. Ideally, you're right, but I'm just saying it's kind of an insane thing to be in a marriage where your wife won't ha- or your partner won't have sex with you, and and it seems to be unwilling to figure that out. I'm not saying it's okay. Yeah. And that's why it's kind of like when we get into like when people cheat, for example, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, people have done it. It's not okay. We're not condoning it, but people will say when people cheat, there is a reason. Now he needs to, that's, he's kind of at that point where he's now doing things outside yes. of his marriage, whether it's like having a car. So it's like, and I appreciate why he is. I appreciate he just needs, he just needs to, he feels trapped or lost or confused, but he needs to bite the bullet and make a decision and accept that decision one way or the other. And that's the advice. Like he, he can't keep doing what he's doing. And that is being miserable in his current situation, trying to keep up appearances and then finding ways to fill right. these needs. If he wants to, if his wife wants to accept that he needs to fill these needs, then she just, she needs to accept him too. These are two people married who are not okay with their death, not accepting each other. And sometimes you might need to end the relationship based off that. I mean, that's not a marriage by keeping up appearances and, and, you know, but again, he's, he's not here. Um, He needs to make a decision. And I mean, this is just my opinion, but I think you, Sarah, need to like back out of this situation completely because I think things are getting murky and I don't know if you want to do that. You're biased. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. No, I, you're right. I mean, if you want to be a friend. I try, not to be, I try not to be biased at all. I really, really do. And I try to stay out of it. And I don't give him, like, advice as far as, like, oh, you should do this. Or you, I think you should do this. You know, I really stay yeah. neutral. But I know, in, you know, to sit here and talk to you guys, I don't think it's right. But I don't think, I, to, I, to Rochelle's I point, I don't think it's really your business to decide what it's right or wrong. I think as a friend, you can be there for him and say, listen, I, th- uh, you have, I think you can say to him, you have the right to be happy, and sometimes um, you have to make tough decisions to do that. And your family can still, you can still have your family just, you know, like, he can still have his kids, but like this... A forty-three-year-old guy who, at this point, is supposed to like what be in a marriage and keep up appearances for the sake of what? You know, like kids are smart; they get it, they figure it out. So, what is the upside if if that's the situation of just staying in this marriage? And why does she want to be married with someone who's ultimately just going to be miserable around her because she refuses to have a physical relationship with him? I mean, again, we're we're I'm guessing there's so much more information about this relationship that we don't have, but. I think to Rochelle's right that like you need to kind of remove yourself and just yes. say, Hey friend, you, you yeah. deserve to be happy. Yes. And I want you to know that. But other than that, like, cause my guess is you're, you're, you, 
you have inserted yourself. You ask a lot of questions. You check in. You know way too much. What the fuck do you? You shouldn't know anything mm-hmm. about this therapist. And don't say mm-hmm, like he's telling me you're asking. Like you, you want to know. And, and I she get gave it. even more details in the email of like what kind of sex they're having and all of that. Yeah, which I understand. Like yeah. I, I've been in your same position, Sarah. Where you know, yeah, you get too involved. Like I've totally been there, oh. but I don't think it's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would, I would be involved like, it's easy yeah, to get involved it's easy We're especially not, no if you have feelings yeah. but now it's like it's it's only gonna get messy and become potentially toxic and and, and it, not does make, it makes it weird because it makes it weird because we do have a past but yeah. i really am neutral i, I get that no, she's you're, you're not emailed me that she you're has not feelings for him you're not neutral <laughs> she i have it in writing <laughs> <laughs> you're not neutral and that's that's okay but all the more reason okay. to step away yeah. you can't what you don't yeah. want to be and you can't be is the person to convince him to leave his wife. No, no, no. And you're trying. No, and I don't, yeah, but you. I you, don't think he should. Yeah, 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 you are trying I, to convince him to leave his wife without seeming like you're trying to convince him to leave his wife. <laughs> like yeah. you want him to leave his wife. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I get it. He might. He maybe he should. But yeah, maybe he should. You, you on the other hand, like it's not as he needs to find this on his own. He needs to come to this. Uh, realization on his own and again simply reminding him you deserve to be happy yeah yeah uh and it's not right. selfish to be happy you can't make anyone else happy if you can't make yourself happy and it's not an unreasonable thing to want a physical relationship with your partner and i think you just keep it real I, simple and any other information say i don't think it's really impro- appropriate for me to know all this and right. stop trying to convince him to leave his wife because yeah. you are. <laughs> no, I really haven't. I swear. Eh, I but this is so great because this is exactly what I wanted was for a different, you know, a, an outside opinion so that he can now go and listen for himself. Um, so I think this is great. Yeah. He, uh, tell, him to, tell him to tune in. Uh, well, best of luck. Thank uh, you so much for calling in. It's a little messy, totally empathetic situation, but you're a little too involved than you want to admit. Okay, I will. I will try to be less involved. <laughs> you, you, you yeah, don't try. Be. You need to be. <laughs> okay, I will. Okay. Oh no! I will be less no. involved. Yeah, I don't, oh no! I believe you. But best of luck. <laughs> thanks for calling. I really thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, thanks, right. guys. Have a thank great you. Day. All right, take care. All right, thanks, guys. All right, bye bye. It's tough, but how many women call in and say, "I don't care. I don't really have feelings. Uh, I don't. Care. I'm fine." she literally wrote it to me like that's so funny to me that's such a pattern of uh it's hard to admit you know and it's easier in writing and then when you when you are talking to someone i think it's hard to uh, you know because i think you say it out loud you kind of you have to admit it admit it to yourself so many of our callers are just having a hard time admitting to themselves the reality i think that's kind of what i've been good at or what this show is about is just helping people really see what they kind of already know it's just yeah we have a way of lying to ourselves in order to justify our actions and our feelings and and we sometimes will feel shame for feeling the way we do and yeah so i think she wanted us to say yeah you're right he shouldn't be with her that like makes her feel better about what she's doing correct yes Huh. And she might be right. We don't really know because it's hard to give opinion about. I'm certain we there's so much that we don't know about that situation. I know, but I don't think she should know like the details Correct. of what she's saying, I'm just to saying him it's in the hard, bedroom. Like, you know, she calls and I want advice about this guy. It's like, eh, I don't know. But 
we do know that you hope he leaves his wife and maybe you want to bang again. <laughs> and that's fine. It's fine. But convince being the one to convince him not a it's good not, look. Not messy. Because what would happen is he leaves his wife, it's messy. You might bang once and then, yeah, and then, then it's gets... all gonna go, yeah. <laughs> so I'm Anna, I'm twenty-six. Oh. Great Anna twenty-six right off the bat. Seasoned caller. Uh, well not seasoned <laughs> first time, but seasoned oh, listener. Seasoned I'm listener. Uh how can we help you, Anna? Yeah. Um well thanks for taking the time to chat. Um to give you some context. I uh, struggle with daddy issues in a pretty stereotypical sense. Um, I like enjoy val- attention and validation from older men, and I'm fairly certain that stems from my lack of a relationship with my own father. I, and it's like to the point where I, I have had sexual fantasies about older men in their late 30s and 40s, but I've never acted on those. You make it sound so old. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you again? Uh, okay, you're not that young. But... It's older, Nick. No, it's older. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and because I guess, I mean, that has been a thing uh, since my early 20s, but rationally in my early 20s, that seems like a really bad thing to do. Like, not bad, but just poor decision making. Um, but now. So now um, I've been dating my boyfriend for about three years. Okay. He's 28. Okay. Um, he's really incredible, and I feel lucky to have him. It's not enough We've gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear me? I'm sorry. I don't think she heard me. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so we've been long distance for the past year and a half since he's in grad school, but now that he's six months away from graduating, um, we're talking about like him coming back to me and us moving in together. And I feel really good about it, but I feel like my excitement is being compromised by this recurring thought that I'm approaching a period in my life where like making responsible life choices is really going to start mattering and wishing that I had been less responsible in my past. Um, so like, in my ideal world, we'd spend the next six months in an open relationship where I could just like fuck around and pursue that very specific fantasy, uh, which probably isn't healthy. It's just something I all of a sudden want to have as a life experience. It's not going to fly with my boyfriend. So I guess my question is, like, what is the best way forward to just continue ignoring those impulses? Um, great question. Uh, well, we, how, how strong are these impulses, I guess, in the sense of, like, Listen, being a monogamous relationship is a sacrifice. And um, while I think everyone loves a storybook uh, love affair of, I saw him and I never wanted to look at another person for the rest of my life. In reality, I don't think that's really the case for anyone. Um, It might be the case for the first two weeks you meet someone. And then, you know, life goes on and you realize, yeah, wow, that person's hot and that person's hot. I kind of wonder what they are. Look like naked, but when you love someone, you you kind of give that all up, right? And and hopefully love someone enough. Uh, so I, that's what I mean. Right. It's just like uh, I I know it sounds kind of like uh, fantastical about like this uh, these desires you have as if some sort of if as if you're like some sort of sexual freak. And I know you say you have daddy issues, but like 
Yeah, you, there's other guys you are, would be totally interested in having sex with if you were single. And I guess the question to yourself is, um, you know, uh, how much do you love this guy and this relationship you're in? And are you willing to not have those needs met? And it's a kind of a question at that. I mean, you know, I mean, this older guy thing. Yeah. I mean, you, you have a fantasy. Everyone has fantasies, right? Guys have guys have plenty of fantasies. Weird ones, you know? <laughs> Uh, like what? <laughs> nothing. Nothing you haven't seen on porn. Um, but yeah, you know, um, unless there's something you know that you're not telling us in terms of some really freaky shit. But would you be okay with him sleeping with uh, other great people? Question. Great question. I I I would be. Mm. Um, I don't like, and I think part of the reason for that is because I feel like very secure in my own relationship that if we were to sort of do an open relationship for less than a year, I feel that uh, I like, I feel that eventually we would come back and find each other. And I guess for me personally, I like, I feel like if I were 30 right now, I would want to marry him, but I ha I feel like I want to, you like I am not at the point right now where I'm ready to be someone's wife. Yeah. Um, Have you broached the subject at all with him? Like, are you assuming he wouldn't be like, an op be okay with an open relationship, or you've kind of, kind of? Yeah, actually, broached it. Yeah, I, I, I have. Um, only in the sense, like, actually, very recently. Um, I effectively got a job offer in Seattle. Um, and then he was, we were, he asked me like what I thought about sort of potentially him taking that offer with the expectation that I can say absolutely no to that. <laughs> I like kind of very guiltily uh, like told him that I would be okay with it if it were for less than a year and we didn't open a relationship. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to decline that job offer. <laughs> so. So he declined a job offer for you. Yeah. Um, I love an analytical horned up caller. I, I have yeah, to say, yeah. just like, these are my issues. Is, this is what I want. This is my timeline. Very matter of fact. I'm very horny. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, I think uh, there's no right answer here. I think this is a, about choices. This is about, um, and it's about communication and choices and, um, you just have to decide, you know, life is about timing. You know, you found a guy that you seem like you love. Right. And, and you've been logically like, I'm just, I love you, but I'm not necessarily ready to give up all my freedom for you. And I do think, in, yeah. I do think that doesn't mean, I do, I do think that you can still love him very much. I think it's, it's very pragmatic of you and it's very kind of, <laughs> To, to say like, yeah, it's not storybook is certainly it's it's not kind of what, you know, young people imagine and what we read in the stories of how love is supposed to be. But yeah, I mean, life can be about timing. So you just have to decide, you know, how can can you can you ultimately only be with him for the rest of your life or are you willing to risk um losing him to fill these needs, right? Because you might not be able to get an open relationship because like an open relationship might be just too much for anyone who's just never considered doing that. But the reality is, is couples break up 
And when they break up, they hook up with other people. And sometimes they get together and they both know that they hooked up with other people, but they didn't feel betrayed because you were single, you know, like, and sometimes they don't always get over it, but it's a lot more people get over that than uh, this is my girlfriend, by the way. I think she's fucking another dude right now, but it's fine. We love each other. He just might not be able to get there. He might be able to get there knowing that you guys took a break and you didn't talk and you weren't in each other's lives on a regular basis and he didn't have to think about it. And that just might be a lot easier for him to accept, but you are going to have to risk him moving on, meeting someone else, not getting over it, et cetera, et cetera. And I think you just have to decide which one is, uh, uh, what you, which, which one you think you can live without, you know, which one will be the harder one to live without the, the fact you, this, this, this need you want to fill or this guy that you think could be the one, you know? Right. I mean, do you think there are like, I guess right now I can't think of a delicate way to broach that topic. Don't tell without... him you're doing it to fuck older men. Yeah. If you're gonna, <laughs> I, it sounds like you're pretty confident that he's not going to dabble in open relationship. Right. So kind of to Rochelle's right. point, ah, Ugh. if, if you could say, listen, I'm at the point in my life, I really love you. And maybe you won't be able to understand this, but I, I love you. And it's, it, it's totally reasonable to say like, I, you know, you don't have to say I want to fuck older men, but you can say, I'm not ready to only be with you for the rest of my life. As much as I love you, um, I feel like I, I'm not ready to only have to, to not be with anyone else for the rest of my life. That might be hard for him to swallow, but it's, you know, it's reasonable. And there's definitely a part of him that wouldn't mind having sex with someone else. He's human. You know, um, I wouldn't go more far. I wouldn't go further than that in the detail of what you want to, to do. Right. Because and, and maybe from there you stay in each other's lives. I mean, it's kind of about taking a break and having that freedom. Is uh, it ever as good as you think it's going to be, though? Like sex with other people? I don't think it's about that, though. It's not. No, I think it's just about doing it. Oh. Do you feel like you're going to have this amazing sex or I think you just want to have sex with someone else? Right? What do you think? Sorry, could you could you repeat that? Do you feel like you're missing out on this incredible sex or you just want to do it? Um, that's a good question. I guess I well what I what I miss is like sort of the anticipation of like, like when you don't know, like the first time you have sex with anyone is I, in my experience on average is not like the best, but I really miss like the anticipation yeah. of the, like yeah. we won't we. But <laughs> um, you, listen, you're not, that's never going to go away. You know, like you right. have this number in your head, 30. Well, when you're 30, you're, you're, you're not going to be like, ah, I don't need that anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's like what, if you have a sweet tooth, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just going to have this chocolate cake this one last time. And then you do. And then it's like kind of Rochelle's point. It's like, well, eh, it's fine. It was fine. I feel a little sick, but a week later, it's, wow, it's right there again. I really right. want that again. I want it again. You never stop wanting to like, yeah. you, your sweet tooth never goes away. You just, you know, you get older, you realize like, I'm going to really feel shitty, you know, <laughs> like I've, 
And <laughs> I keep eating this cake. I'm just going to not, you know? Yeah. I'm going to avoid that whole experience. Um, so, yes, that is not going to go away. 30 is not going to be some magic number where you're going to be over being young and fun. <laughs> I don't want to, like, again, you just might, you might want to do this. And I, I'm not telling you what you should do. I'm just trying to offer some perspective. I mean, grass is always greener, but I'm like, you got a guy who's willing to give up a job and loves you and you love him. I'm like, don't I give that up. I, I will like, say it, my life right now, and you are still young, so you have the right to explore, but I've thought about that. There are probably maybe three or four women from my past where I think to myself, why don't I just marry them? <laughs> you know, why don't I just like, why was I holding out for something right, more, better, for better, more exciting? exciting. I'm not saying I would have ended up with it would have been great, yeah. but I might. I, they're quite nice people, and I we I I I don't. <laughs> I, I, it's like fuck you, Nick. You know. Um, so be careful. Um, and to Rochelle's point, the anticipation that is fun. I agree, it's fun. Yeah. But the sex with these whoever it is, older guys or not, it'll just just be another dick. It's over soon. Yeah. Quickly. Let me fine. And some of it, and then one guy might blow your mind, but it's still just going to be like, oh, it was really great sex. It was fun. <laughs> it was good. You know? Cool. Um, also, try role playing. Role playing might be fun. Yes. But I will say one final thought before we let you go. Um, you seem like a very communicative person, an open minded person. I think it's important that you are with someone uh, that you can be like that around, as much as this guy seems like a really nice guy. Uh, he needs to accept you for who you are. That should be something you value in a partner because I'm getting from you that you are, you want to feel free and expressive. And so in any, whether you're single or in a relationship, you need to feel like you have a, some sort of sense of freedom and you need to be with someone who's not necessarily going to quit a job because he's afraid of something because he's going to suffocate you and you can't be in a relationship where you feel suffocated. Mm. So Good. I would, I'd be, I'd be mindful of that of uh like sorry could uh do you mean of whether or not he whether or not i can sort of communicate freely with my boyfriend yes or whoever your partner is i think you seem like the type of person who needs to be able to speak your truth or be progressive and not feeling like your person is going to judge you or or be afraid for you to be yourself there are limits to that like maybe fucking other men but you know, like I feel like he is might be a little straight laced and just does just wants kind of a, more of a traditional relationship, and you want more a progressive one. And again, there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of very like there's a spectrum there. It doesn't have to be as open as you might want, but I feel like you need to be with someone who you can they can know who you are, right? Yeah. Um, that's yeah. important. And if you feel like this person doesn't really know your desires, that's a red flag. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I, I do feel like it's interesting you say that because I feel like in my, and I've never really thought about that but in my head. I didn't think that what I want in a relationship is particularly non-traditional. I guess like it was something I thought of as a temporary thing, but obviously I haven't had the life experience to, <laughs> to know that for sure. Um, Have you seen a professional about your self-diagnosed daddy issues? Uh, I have a few years ago for like a very specific thing, um, but not about, but it was not, 
it didn't have anything to do with maybe just do that in general uh in a non-specific thing feel that out and explore that a little bit before you make any rash decisions because my guess is is you have a lot more to figure out about yourself in this relationship and may he might seem like the guy and i'm sure he's a great guy and everything but i think the jury's still out whether he's your person Mm. um and that's okay. You're, there's a reason why you're not engaged or married. That's part of dating is really figuring it out. Um, you're with him because right. you see it. And that's, you know, at 26 years old, you're not going to date someone and waste your time and this energy that takes to be in a relationship without at least seeing it. But seeing it is different than it being the case. So uh, explore that. Right. Deal with your issues. Talk to a therapist or professional. If you really think you have daddy issues, there's nothing wrong with having daddy issues if you have them. There's nothing wrong with having sex with an older guy. But just feel like you're not, it's not baggage. It's just a part of you, you know, and feel like you can communicate that uh, aloud. Yeah. All right. Got it. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. All right. Have a great day. Best of luck. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I like our analytical uh, sexual freaks. I, she actually, she's not a sexual freak. I actually, my, one of my things I was thinking is. She's just a normal person. Right. You know, yeah. she's just a girl yeah. who's a very normal and it's very normal to have these desires. And whether she has daddy issues or not, like I don't want her to feel like she's weird. Weird or there's an issue with her. Totally. We all have our issues. Everyone has fantasies. That's totally normal. Yeah. Uh, she met a guy that she really likes, but she has human desires. This is all very normal. I, I know, and it's refreshing to have a woman be like, hey, this is what I want. I, I'm yeah. a sexual person. It's great, <laughs> yeah. but I don't want her to feel like, oh, I have a dad. You don't have to, you don't have to have daddy right. issues to be a sexual woman. Right. Um, and, and I like that's right, like older guys. Like it sounds like she wants to have sex with a guy who's like six years older than her. <laughs> I mean, if one thing I have daddy issues and I'm like I'm fucking seventy year olds. But like a forty year old when you're in your mid twenties is not old. <laughs> I mean it's older. I'm just saying, but like there's they might I'm not I'm not even making this about me, but like there's not that weird for a twenty nine, thirty year old girl to meet a uh forty year old guy who's like young and in shape or, or you know, like I'm just saying, like, it's not it's yeah. not that b- much of a difference. I don't think it's a fetish at all. <laughs> I don't think that if I go out with a girl who's in her early 30s or late 20s, she has a fetish. Okay. You do? I don't know. When I was in my early 20s, I dated a 33-year-old, and I was like, he's so old. He worked at Goldman Sachs, and he had his own apartment. And I was like, this is crazy. He's so old, and it felt like, fetishy because yeah. he was like, Again, Most uh, of the other guys I was dating didn't have headboards, you know. It was that. That's because it's different. It's not doesn't make I it a know, fetish. Nick. Yeah. To be, to, to be, be determined. De- determined later. <laughs> well, what a great episode. Uh, you know, to be uh, determined whether uh, every girl I go out with has a fetish. <laughs> um, if they like happen to be five years younger than me. Yeah. You think so? I don't know. I I'm probably wrong. I don't, I don't know. Um, a lot of fun. Um, uh, stay out of your friend's business. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. As always, uh, send your questions to ask Nick at castmedia.com, cast with a K. Don't forget to rate us five stars on iTunes. We love you. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Until next time, have a great day. <laughs>